Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by Coors Light is back. He is Jeff Beagles. Hey. I am John Schmelk. The phone number for you is 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat. If you're on Twitter, you can get in touch with it that way if you like. As Jeff and I get you ready for preseason game number three, we're not going to call it the dress rehearsal because that's what Pat Shermer hates, so we're not, not going to do something the coach doesn't like. It's not a dress rehearsal. It's a game. Right, exactly. It's the closest to the game of the game you're going to get. Well, that's why it's a rehearsal. It's not the actual play. It's you're rehearsing a play. for the play. We're not, this isn't a play. It's a football game. Absolutely. Um, by the way, we want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the year. Jeff, we haven't had you on since the game against the Lions, I don't think, right? You haven't been on the show? Yeah. You were on the postgame show, but you aren't on Big Blue Kickoff. So uh, just what's your feel for here, the team from game two heading into game three? Um, you don't have to give me a full reaction from last week, but just kind of what well, you're looking for in uh, game number three. Well, I think coming out of game number two, you saw a lot of good things. Uh, continuation of the running game with uh, with Wayne Gallman. Um, I think defensively, we saw finally about a little bit of getting after the quarterback with the defensive ends and the linebackers. That was really good. Um, we saw a 55-yard field goal. I think that was good. Was that the game before? No, that was 55-yard yeah. field goal. And even um, better, they actually had to rush on to kick the field goal. And when they did, they forced the uh, lines to call timeout. Perfect. Yeah, so that shows you that they knew what they were doing. So with all that said, going into now, you take all that positive uh, vibes and go into the third preseason game, which we'll see tomorrow night against the Jets. The Giants are the away team. Mm -hmm. um, so the, stadium really will be, the stadium will be green, so people in this building will not be happy about that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I think there's a lot of things to look forward to in this game. I think that you're going to you'll see, obviously, just like any other team in the National Football League, is that the third game is really a warm up for the regular season in a sense that the, the guys get used to a little bit of playing in the first quarter, the second quarter, and then going into halftime, making some adjustments um, and then coming back out in the third quarter in the preparation leading up to this game. You start to see a little bit of game planning, Do a little bit of cards at practice. Um, that's kind of uh, just to start to get used to doing what you're normally doing in a regular season week. Do you um, think we see the starters play into the second half or no? Uh, absolutely. I do. I do. A select of them. How you about know, Eli? Will Eli play in the third quarter? Maybe not, but I think that I think well, the offensive majority line of the offensive the line better. Quarter. They better. They need to. They need to understand how to be able to, to – they need to play together as much as they can. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, there's still some questions on that offensive line at that right guard position. Right guard? Right guard. You don't, you don't think Omame has played well? Uh, you know what? I don't think he's played as good as we've wanted him to play. I think but that's I, fair. I still think that uh, that is probably of the one positions. I think the center position has taken care of itself. I think we understand that John Halapia O is going to be the guy. But I don't know about that right guard position. They're paying him a lot of money. They're also paying John Jerry a lot of money. So we'll see what happens there. That's Absolutely. offensively. Now, we get to the receivers in this game. Um, a lot of things to look for in that Fourth receiver position. Hunter Sharp's got to hold on to the football, Jeff. Hunter Sharp did not do himself nope. any favors last week by dropping in the special teams a punt and a kickoff. He muffed by the, the way. punt and he fumbled the kickoff. So that's that's going to hurt him a little bit in the eyes of the coaches. And so now you have um, a guy by the name of Russell Shepard that is kind of moving up a little bit. So. And it's actually, I talked to Cody Latimer. He'll be our guest on the pregame show on WCBS News Radio 880 tomorrow night, 6:35 for that. By the way, uh, me, Fegels, Lance, and Detino. 
And I had to edit. He was so good. I did like a seven-minute interview. I had to get it down to like three. So one of the things I edited out that you will not hear on the interview was he really made the point that, remember, that's a pretty young wide receiver room. Like Cody Latimer and Odell Beckham Jr. kind of like the veterans in there. Wow. Except for Russell Shepard. He's a six-year pro, and he and he went out of his way to point him out as being like the big brother of the group and trying to take care of everybody. You don't so, think of him that way. No, you don't because you don't. he's not a name that you've heard about a lot in the league over the past few years. But – I would not be surprised if that plays a small part in how they want to construct construct this roster. The same way they want a vet like Jonathan Stewart to guide the running backs, maybe they like Russell Shepard in that wide receiver room to kind of move that group along a little bit. They also like him, like I've always said. What am I telling you about the back end of the roster that you have to do? Special teams. Okay. He hasn't done a lot, though, in the first two preseason games. But he hasn't had to because I think he comes into – the Giants organization, knowing that people know he can play special teams. Like Cody Latimer. Exactly. Who also hasn't done a lot on specials the first two weeks because they know what he is. Now, which brings me to the point with Roger Lewis Jr., so he's on the bubble a little bit, and so will his special teams play be able to make him that sixth receiver, fifth receiver? I've been impressed with him as a gunner on punts in the first two preseason games. I think he's done a pretty darn good job. He's done a nice job on special teams, and really that's going to be his his role if he does make this team. So how many receivers do you think they keep? Let's play this game. Five. Okay, so you're pretty sure Cody Latimer's on the roster at three, right? Yep. So you're looking at four guys battling for spots four and five. Roger Lewis, Hunter Sharp, Russell Shepard. You want to throw Khalif Raymond in the mix there? Yeah. And those four guys, you think? Those four for two. If you had to guess right now, who are the two? I'm going to do Russell Shepard, and I'm going to go with uh, Roger Lewis. If Hunter Sharp didn't put those balls on the ground last week, would he have been in your top five? Yes. I think I'm with you on that, to be honest with you. Okay, that's interesting. And and listen, I'm not telling you anything that you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course. You saw it, and so did the coaches, and so does the organization. And he knows. um, now, and what, go- what it was the Achilles heel of this receiving team last year? Drops. Thank you. And Pat Shermer has been very clear to us many times. He wants all his players to catch the football. That's kind of his pet peeve. So if you drop drop it at your own peril, and he did drop two <laughs> passes in week one of the preseason way. two, by the yeah. way. So how about offensive line, Jeff? Seven or eight? How many on the final 53? There will be uh, there will be eight offensive linemen on the on the. 53. Do you have Brett Jones on? You your think five he's in? starters, your two backups, and your one inactive. That's pretty much. I have Brett Jones and John Jerry making the team. Okay, so you have John Jerry on. So who's your? You think Jerry is the swing tackle then? Yes. Wow. And I also have Wheeler making the tackle. The, so you think Wheeler's the eighth guy then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe nine, although maybe nine with a backup left tackle. I mean, just somebody you got twos all the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Wheeler would be your backup left tackle then. Okay, Mm -hmm. there you go. Yep. So I guess what I would say then, Jeff, is the Giants will probably look very heavily at the offensive line position, especially the tackle spot when they get two final cuts, whether it's a trade before the cuts are made or after cuts. I just don't know if there's going to be anybody that's let go because tackle is such a position of scarcity that's going to help the team. Which leads me, like, and that's a that's I agree with you 100. percent If they're getting cut, you know, what good are you really? You know, it may have to be a trade. The other thing is that a lot of these guys, like the Roger Lewis's and all the uh, the bubble players, if we will, one thing that they have to understand that they're up against, and and and, and this doesn't typically happen in this organization very often, coming out of training camp, where you are the number two team in the waiver wire, which basically tells you, you got You got. You are up against. 
a lot of odds with those other players in the league because they're sure. at number two. If you're in a number 18 or 20 waiver wire pick, you're not doesn't really matter. But if you're number two, the team's number two, you're getting the pick of the litter out there for the guys that are going to get cut next week. Best guess, how many people are added to this team as waiver claims? After I would those say, 53s are in announced. my opinion, because of the number two pick that I just explained, I'm going to guess there's going to be between three and five waiver requests. <laughs> I, ha I have it between three and four, but we're right in the same neighborhood. So, so basically go. the theme is, folks, you're going to see that final 53-man roster come out on Saturday. There are going to be some guys. Don't get too comfy now. Never. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Make sure you um, haven't signed a lease yet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken by the real estate guy. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> um, defensively, obviously uh, the defensive line is really deep. Um, I think yeah. they might have to cut a NFL caliber player at that spot at some point if they if they don't want to keep uh, you know more than they can play. Uh, linebacker, let's start there, Jeff. You want to start there? All right. We know Al Gogletree is one of the starters. He's going to be a three-down back in the nickel despite his two issues. Maybe, in, in, maybe well, a three-down back. Well, he has been. I know we had those two I, issues I, in coverage. I, I but know. Who knows? And they All put right. Ray Ray Armstrong as the nickel linebacker this week in practice, but okay. B.J. Goodson off the field in nickel spots. This is a big spot for Ray Ray Armstrong. They kind of know, I think, what B.J. Goodson can do. Ray Ray Armstrong will have a chance in a game to reward these coaches' confidence as, you know what, you can trust me in that spot when we get to the regular season. I, from what I've seen in the games and in practice, I like Ray Ray Armstrong as the, the, you know, that type of cover linebacker. I don't like B.J. Goodson as a third down guy at all. Ray Ray moves a little bit better, I think. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Yep. And he's in a, and he's a veteran. Okay. Now let's go to corner. Um, um, I believe the third cornerback on this roster right now is B.W. Webb. Correct. I do not know if he's going to be the starting nickel though, um, because he can do both and he's very versatile. I think he will be the starting nickel. If I had to bet, I think he would too. But the guy that I think can disrupt that is Dante Dion, who's back from his hamstring injury. Maybe. If he can somehow stay healthy, stay on the field, which has been a problem for him throughout <laughs> his career. That poor guy, man. He's if, that, every year he's at that. He's fighting for it. But you know what? God bless the guy. He works his butt off. and you He'll know. have an opportunity this week and next week. And, guys, none of these roster spots are going to be decided until the fourth preseason game. Since the starters are playing so much on Friday night, you're not going to see a bunch of these backups. That'll be the Patriot game where they get all the snaps. Sure. But – Beyond those top three, and I think if B.W. was on this roster, I'd be shocked at this point. That's if he how, wasn't on the if roster. If he wasn't on the yeah. roster. He's, yeah. he's, to me, easily been the third best he's cornerback. He's your third corner. It may but most possibly be your nickel guy. Who's four and five? Well, That's, we, well we've got Dante Dion in there if you want wide, to throw him in there. Wide I think open, Michael though. Thomas is another he's one. He's safety. But he can still be – he's versatile. I'm starting a corner. I'm not – I'm not putting – All right, not you're not going to go to the safety I'm, position. Just doing um, for now. How many – five or six, what do you think? Well, I th I'm going to say that they're going to keep four safeties. So I have five corners. Then I have to go five corners. Because you don't think they're going to keep nine DBs. Remember, you will use more defensive backs in kickoff now because it's a much different set. So you don't have as many big guys. You got more fast guys. So you might be able to do ten defensive backs if you want. But I, I think they're going to keep an, an additional defensive lineman for that rotation that Betcher likes. That to would do. not surprise me. So that, so that's where you tweak it a little bit. You so know? right. So the end of that cornerback rotation. Let's start there first. You have Dante Dion, who we mentioned, and this is probably for two spots, two maybe three. You have Dante Dion, Leonard Johnson, who came over, Dave Gettleman connections, uh, Chris Lewis Harris, who's a six-year vet, and then you got you know. Grant Haley, the undrafted free agent at Penn State. And to me, those are the four guys that are battling for two or three spots there. I would put Johnson in there. I think he's going to make it. They've been giving him a lot of opportunities in games. Now, he's given up some catches, but 
they seem to think that he can do it. Now, I think he needs to go out there and show it a little bit better. Well, he's got two games to do it, believe it mm-hmm. or not. It sure does seem like a lot of preseason games still left, doesn't it? <laughs> Even though, I mean, tomorrow's the third one. It's right on us, but still Remember a lot though, of football to be played. Only one week left of preseason. Because the final preseason game is next Thursday. So gotcha. there are seven days of preseason left before we really get ready for that first regular season game. Thank Safety God. position. And then we'll get to your calls at 201-939-4513. Uh, we didn't go to the defensive lineman. What do you think? I want to do safety first. Oh, you want to do safety? Safety first. I like the big guys first. I know, but I think the big guys have uh, it's not as interesting. Uh, I think your two starters are going to be Riley and Collins. You think Riley has that locked up? Yep. Yep. And I think that uh, Michael Johnson will be in there. Thomas. Um, excuse me, Michael Thomas. Michael, Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. <laughs> See, that's Michael a teammate Jeff remembers, actually, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah. Uh, there was <laughs> At one point in time, he might have been in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that he'll make it in the fourth corner. I think it's Andrew Adams, fourth safety. Really? So you think Darian is going to get cut? I think Andrew Adams is the perfect backup to Landon Collins. I think he's better around the line of scrimmage. He's also he's a, a better good special backup. teams player. Yeah, and well, you know what, though? we got to put – we got to put Michael Thomas on the roster. Yes, he is because he's your swing teams. corner kind of yeah, and special teams guy. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, this special team unit is going to be much improved from last year. I think so, the too. The punting position and the coverage team specifically. I'm still not a believer in any of the return games that the Giants have right now with their kickoff or punt return. And who knows? Maybe that's one of those waiver request things that comes through here. Because I, I don't see a returner on this roster that I'm comfortable with. Well, they have returners. They just don't want to make them returners. <laughs> I mean, well, they could easily would be a beautiful returner. On punts and 26 would be a great returner on kicks. Yeah. How about that combination? Hello? How quickly we would go from <laughs> the penthouse to the else. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because those are two uh, very dynamic guys. That but obviously you don't want to use those guys all no. the time. And, but I, and I, I think that they may use them sparingly. Um as oh, we've yeah. seen it in the past. I think in big spots. Yeah, why not, right? Um, more so Odell on a punt than maybe Saquon on the – I don't know. It's hard to say. Who knows? But there you go. So those are your four – the the, corner, the uh, safety. Now, position. finally, the big guys. There's not a lot of room at the end here. You have your three starters, Snacks, Dalvin Tomlinson, and, and B.J. Hill. Then you have Robert Thomas, who's played really well, A.J. Francis, who's played really well, um, Kerry Wynn, who's played really well. Josh Morrow, who's played really well. Well, missing the first four. He is, but I yeah. I, I think so when he's seven, been there, he's been mentioned. pretty good. Am I missing somebody off my list? You just missed, you just mentioned no, seven. those are the seven. And considering in your base defense, you're only playing three defensive linemen, can you carry seven? Not even counting the edge rushers? It's a lot of interior offensive linemen to carry seven. It's a lot. That's where I think they might have to let go of a really good player or maybe trade one of those guys for another player at a position of need. You can carry six. Yeah, you can carry six. No. No, you have to carry seven. How many How many outside linebackers are you carrying then? Um, you, you're keeping Vernon. You're keeping Martin. You're keeping Barwin. You're keeping Lorenzo Carter. So there's four right there, all right? So that's 10. If you're keeping six defensive linemen and four edge rushers, that's 10. Can you keep a seven no, defensive linemen and make it 11? It may, may even be able to keep nine. And by the yeah. way, that's not even counting um, even a guy who's – That's How Avery far? Moss, someone that's come on late here. They might not want to let him expose him either. So do you have to go 11 then? Do you go yeah. 12? And, uh, and, and what about Aquara? I mean – That's another guy. He's on a bubble. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Tough decision. Very tough. 201-939-4513. Anything you want to add before we get to the calls? 
No, I think I think that we know who the specialist will be. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to win amazing Giants prizes throughout amazing. the year. And let's go to the phones. And up first is Phil down in North Carolina. What's up, Phil? Phil. Yeah, hi, hi guys. Hey, uh, just a quick story. Last week I called for the first time since the draft, and Paul answered, and uh, and he and he answered, and he was asking for Theo, Theo. So I went from Paul made me. I went from being Irish Catholic to Greek Orthodox. So <laughs> Paul, you know, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I never, I never was Greek Orthodox before, but now I'm Greek Orthodox. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mazel Tov. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I haven't called since then, so just bear with me for a yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, you know, I this this game here is a little bit. I have a lot of angst, not because it's a preseason against the Jets. Well, maybe it is, uh, because but Sam Donald was my guy, so. Um, you know, Saquon may be fine, but I still can't wrap my head around a, you know, picking a running back number two. I'm not of that. It happens, mm, so you uh, might as well wrap your head around you. it. Phil, yeah, so, I'm going to play a little yeah. therapy for you here, bud. All right? Yeah. Because you Get know me, it. I love Sam Darnold, too. And now that he's with the Jets and Giant fans might want to kill me for this, and that's fine. I don't care. I like Sam Darnold. I think he's a really Everybody nice kid. Did. I met him. I really want him to have a nice career. If that means the Jets are good, it's too bad. Okay? It's too bad. I like the kid. I hope he plays well. But, Phil, here's the situation. The Giants have done what they've done. You need to take a few deep breaths. You need to visualize Saquon Barkley. And you need to just accept it and enjoy what you have. Trying to revisit the past and change what's already done is an unhealthy approach to have to life. You must move forward. To this. If we had some <laughs> calming music to this, that would have been just perfect. Yes. <laughs> Walking you off the ledge, Phil. It's okay. Yeah, no, very good advice. And, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's um, good advice when that – just for me, but the other people Ooh, so listening that are in the same sad. boat. So, uh, so very good, John. Um, so, so uh, the, the, but one thing I was thinking of when you were going through the roster, and I was thinking of wide receivers is you know our, our drop rate, and uh, uh, and which also led me down the road to to maybe you can ask some of your guests. I'd be curious, but who is who do you who who does the guests think are the best? Best hands wide receivers uh, on the Giants of all time, and uh, I can tell you who number one is. I think are pretty pretty damn good. Sure, you know Steve Smith was good in the recent vintage, and and Jeff could probably comment on that. And then um, uh, Ed McCaffrey was also very good when he had his his time was here. He didn't we didn't give give him enough chance. He only stayed like three four years. But those are my two. So I'll listen off the air and and thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate the call. And number one on my list is Otto. Beckham Jr. and I understand he had some drops last year. I get it. I agree. But boy, but that guy's him. hands, man. Yeah, he can catch. He him. in practice, he doesn't drop anything, and he's got those mitts. Now we'll see if he is another bad drops issue this year, and he drops, you know, a half dozen, ten passes. I'll rescind my statement and I'll say my bad. I was wrong, etc. But. That guy's a freak show. I've never seen anybody catch the ball like he has since I've been here and I came here in 2007. I'll tell you another guy, and I think a lot of people will agree with me, is Tumor. Uh, that was another guy. Tumor, mm -hmm. can, he, great hands. Great hand. Didn't drop a lot of balls. Tough guy, too. 
yeah. But Odell, I mean, jeez, I mean, come on. Uh, he catches some balls that nobody would catch. How about the other teams you were on? Anybody else had really good hands that you remembered? Uh, Chris Carter. Oh, that's a good one. He does have really good hands. He was amazing to me. Um, Where were you, you with Chris? In, in Philly? In Philly, right? That okay. He got cut there mm -hmm. and went to Minnesota. Um, some other guys. Let's see here. Um, going back to Seattle. You don't have any really great receivers. Nothing written in back to Arizona. Were you with Joey Galloway in Seattle? Yes. He didn't have great hands. He, 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 they were fine, but they weren't like When he caught elite. it, he could run quickly. Oh, he was fast. <laughs> um in fact, he won a bet one day at, at practice. Nobody said he could run a four two forty, and they had there was thousands of dollars on this. And before practice, he did it. He, he ran a four four one seven. No, he did it. Yes, he did. Who timed it? W one of the coaches. Four one seven. Took home like I want to say it was ten thousand dollars because everybody was betting. You know, there's no way you're going to run a four two. And he did better than a four two. Four one seven. If he would have ran like a four two five, Maybe he would have lost. I think it was a four three. He said, "I will, I will beat four three. And everybody's like, "There's no way you're beating a four three. And he ran a four one seven. Did you ever hear what like like uh, Bolt Bad. could run a forty in? No. It, it, they said that if he had tried to do an NFL like a forty yard dash or this and that, that it would be a sub four zero. Really? It would have been like three, a three nine, nine something. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Too bad he didn't want to play football. <laughs> I mean, just go. I guess they, they might have a quarterback that couldn't throw it to him. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, what team he would have played for if he decided to play pro football? Who's that? The Raiders. No, of course. There you go. <laughs> How yeah. many sprinters have they signed Absolutely, over the course of their yeah. existence? Yeah. All right, let's um, go. Uh, get something yeah. else for me before we go well, next. I'm trying call. to think of uh, the receivers that I had. You know, when I was in Philly, um, not, Bar nothing. Barnett, right? Was he yeah, there? Was yeah, he Calvin, Calvin was Williams, right? Calvin Williams, those guys. But nothing that like really stood out to me. Like, oh, in Arizona, that. you didn't really have no. anybody there. New no. England was pretty terrible when you were there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So those are that. Irving Fryer was he in New England when you were there? Yeah, but I don't really remember him that much. Well, you don't remember much. So that was a long I'm not, time ago. I'm asking Jeff to pick players' names out of a hat here. It's, it's a very, yeah. it's a fruitless exercise. It is. Let's go. Very fruitless. <laughs> let's let's go to Pete in Staten Island. He's up next. Hey, Pete. What's hey, going Pete. on, buddy? Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Uh, hey, Pete. Hey. How you doing? Hey, Joe. Hey, oh, hey, yeah. Welcome hey, to oh, BBK. Hey, hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Listen, I wanted to go in. First off, uh, what have you guys heard about uh, DRC? I heard he's going with the Raiders. Uh, that's the I word. I don't think it's official yet. Um, uh, but... I did hear he signed at something like five point five million dollars with a million dollar something about a million dollars. I don't Bafford. know. Um, go to camp for a while. Yeah, that that that's actually a much better contract than I thought he would get, Pete. I, I saw the same report you did for me in Rappaport. I, I don't have anything more than that than that for you. Wow. Okay. And you know what? I've never gone into this with you guys because it's actually disgusted me from the beginning and I never went into it. Well, Paul Dutino, I know. He, he's pretty bad. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Jonathan's, uh, uh, JS and, you know, Stewart. And all I keep hearing is a mentor in the locker room, a good locker room guy, short yardage guy, this and that. It's clear, you know, and I know it's a, you know, we've got a short sample so, so far as, you know, maybe six carries or whatever it is. But it's clear to me that, Wayne Gallman is probably going to take over as the number two back here. Okay, and and for me, signing him to a three, what was it, three point two million dollars, and locking it up, and basically, even if we were to cut him, it's a half a million dollars against our cap. We'd lose a half a million in the cap space to be a mentor. 
pay somebody $3.2 million just to be a, a babysitter in the locker room? I don't care. But what? just to, to me, you know, I love Getty, and I'm a big supporter, and, I, and, I, and I've been with him all the way here, but I still don't get this contract because we have so many holes, as for, and, and we're going into the third preseason game, and we're still talking about who our cornerbacks are. And we're not set, or free safety for that matter. And we're talking about offensive line. You know, with, um, you know, you just said, you alluded to it, Jeff, John Jerry being a backup tackle. I mean, so, so tying up 3.2 in an aging running back just to me is mind boggling. It's, it, to me, I, and I love Getty and I love what he's doing. And, and but for, to say that, uh, we needed a, uh, a veteran uh, locker room presence and a um, uh, short yardage back. I- I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I- and I have some more for that. Well, you know, just goes did Gurley need, need a mentor? Pete. Did Fournette need a mentor? Did Elliott need a mentor? If you're going to say mentor yeah. or running back locker well, room guy. Ezekiel Elliott had Darren McFadden there. Listen. So I don't I, – Find up that kind of money. I don't. I, I just. It's Get over it. To and me. by, by Pete, 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 okay. Well, I, 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 I want to yeah, say a couple ahead. things first, yeah. real quick, Jeff. One, when answer. when when they signed him, we made the point that a big thing for Dave Gettleman, if he watches opening press conference, he made a big deal about it. He needed to establish a new culture on this roster. He Correct. needed a certain type of player in the locker room. He knew what Jonathan Stewart was, and he had confidence that he would help install the type of culture he needed on this team for them to be successful. You might not like it, but that is a big part of the reasoning. Um, number two, a lot of these running backs did have mentors. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott had Darren McFadden there, for example. And by the way, given what happened off the field, maybe he did need a mentor there. Um, and look, w- do I think that was like a number one big-time need for this offseason? No, I didn't. If they, if he wasn't on the roster, would they be doomed? No, they wouldn't. But let's also not make out $3 million to be some type of big amount of money that's going to get you a game-changing player. I mean, below-average offensive tackles are getting $10 million a year. So let's not go bananas here in terms of how that money could be used elsewhere. And I have to look to see what his dead cap would be this year. I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head. But half a million. Okay, so what's that? Well, that's, that's basically locking him in is what I'm saying. No, it's not. You can cut a guy and, and, and take a half a million dollar hit if you want. That's not a big deal. But they're not going to cut him because no. of exactly what John had just said. It just goes to show you how toxic that that locker room really was last year. And by the way, he still might be the best short yardage back on the team. We don't know if that's true or not. And, you know, I just I, I feel like you have to have him around because of the things that John said and the things that Dave Gettleman said. I, I And I, I will agree with you that we're still trying to find that cornerback and those receivers and you know, offensive linemen, but they're nowhere to be found anyways. They yeah, should've... I understand that. You guys alluded to you expect there to be like anywhere between three to five moves, okay. right? Just, you know, a few minutes ago uh, as yeah. far as, you know, once we get down to the final 53. Now, where, where would you – where would you think? Not look. You're not getting a tackle. They're not falling out of a tree. That's not going to happen. All right. You know. So where where do you think it would be addressed? You would have to believe, in my opinion, it has to be somewhere in the uh, free safety and or corner gap. Would you agree with that, or or do you have another area where you think, okay, this is where we should go? What do you guys think? 
I, I got to believe if there was – remember, there are a lot of cornerbacks in this league. There really are. And, again, just like the tackle position, they don't just fall off of trees. But the fact is that they're all, there are a lot of still halfway decent ones out there that aren't going to make a team that you could bring in here, not as a starter, but as some depth, right? And that's what I'm saying. I'm not, and I think John will agree. We're not talking about three to five waiver claims. We're going out and getting guys like that are going to come in here and start. I mean, the Giants got lucky last year with um, the guy from Pittsburgh that came in here. Um, the oh, Ross Cockrell. Ross Cockrell. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe you find a guy like that. The problem you have, though, Jeff, is that they don't have their seventh-round pick because they used to trade for Riley, the punter, and they don't have their third-round pick because they drafted Sam Beal in the supplemental draft. So they don't have a lot of pieces right, here was, to trade. I was going okay. to say that because well, we made the trade for the third round the next year. But I'm right? not talking about trades. So, I'm talking about wire oh. claims, so you don't have to trade right. anything for those. So right. I'm saying I'm right. not asking the Giants to go out and try to claim somebody off the waivers and then make him your day one starter. I'm talking about matching up your bottom of the roster guys and a claim. They're gonna you're gonna feel that 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 claim pick is gonna be better than the guy that you're gonna cut, and that's all I'm saying is I think that there will be those types of players. Okay, and you're right. When it comes down to trading, the Giants' hands are pretty much tied when it goes to draft picks next year, so that's a tough one. Yeah, because we already gave up the third rounder. There's no way they're going to trade another draft pick. No way. That's not happening. You know, so in my opinion, you know, I think, you know, people will be calling for games if you did that. And unfortunately, but, when you think about the Giants, there's no team that's coming to the Giants saying, I want X, and we'll give you a, a, a draft pick. Unless they traded a, a pick for Khalil Mack. If they did that, well, yeah. then I would be all for it, and I'm sure everybody else would be. Correct. But, um, you know, but as far as the positioning, like you were saying, Jeff, with John Jerry being a backup over there, if John Jerry is cut with the final 53, we're getting a million dollars for the cap. I don't know. You know, I, you know and without Pete, I don't know the cap. And thank you, Pete. We got to run, pal. Appreciate it. I don't know where we are with the cap. I don't know how far we're under or we're right on it. And, and Stuart, you know. by the way, based on what I'm seeing online, I don't know if it's true. Almost all of his money this year is guaranteed. So he really wouldn't save much if you let him go. Who's this? Stuart. Sure. I, I thought it was a $4 million guaranteed deal to stick around no so, matter what. Trust me, they, they would not gain much by letting him go. Let me put sure. It so way. then they're, they're, in that case, that, that would they, they knew that going He's in. He's not they going said, you anywhere. Know He's on the roster. He's guys, on the roster. Trust me. Just because he had a couple bad runs in the preseason, you're freaking out on me? Okay, Relax. listen to me. Listen, you got three of those running backs, okay? And then you're going to have you're gonna have Smith. He's going to be – I'll put him in as a running back. You're going to have those three running backs, okay? Uh, Wayne Gallman is going to play a lot. He's going to play a lot of special teams. Jonathan Stewart will not play special teams. And Goldman okay? might be your kick returner, by and the way. And Goldman could be. So, you know, you need those three guys. So, I don't think any of the other, unfortunately, uh, are going to make it. I think you're only keeping three running backs and, um, and Smith, the, the fullback. But, John, we, we sat here last year and saw this team just all of a sudden fall apart because of a lot of different things. Most importantly, what was going on in the culture of that locker room. Mm -hmm. And Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer are, are two guys that they need leadership, and they went out and got it. Nate Solder, yeah. Did they overpay for Nate Solder? Most, if you want to call it that, yeah. But they needed a left tackle with experience and with leadership skills to take on that whole offensive line and just go down the line. Ogletree, another guy, good leader, right? May not be the greatest player on this earth, but he's a great leader. Okay, so that's just – I'm telling you, you needed it. You have to build it. I've been around locker rooms. When I was in Arizona, we won three games just like this. It was horrible, horrible. 
201-939-2413. You were looking at me like, three. are you okay, Schmel? No, I was going to see if you were going to go further than oh. that. <laughs> I imagine you were the source of a lot of the friction in that locker room, right? Oh, absolutely. A lot of complaining. Oh, yeah. We need Tons. to punt more. Give me we, the damn ball, <laughs> coach. I want to punt the football. I think we should punt on third down yes. like, like in Canadian League. <laughs> <laughs> Don in Texas. He's up next. Don wants to talk about special teams. So this is a Jeff Fiegel a special call on line number three. What's up, Don? Hi, Don. Hey, how you, Don? How you guys doing? Doing Good. well. What's up? All right, John. Big fan of yours. Your coverage is amazing. You're Thank writing you. your articles. Good stuff. Keep I it up. I appreciate that. Thank you. Jeff, although your memory's a little off, your analysis is uncanny. <laughs> Keep it up. Good well, stuff. Well, thank you. I, I wish my memory was uncanny. Flattery <laughs> will get you everywhere, yes. Don. What's up? <laughs> Let's keep this calling. couple comments. I feel there's two positions that could hurt us, and I was waiting for Jeff to comment on this. Right tackle is one position. Now, every team has weaknesses, but I really believe the two positions that could really hurt us, right tackle and field goal kicker. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to take it off the air very oh, shortly. Oh, and, John, I yes. think you and Lance should do something in the offseason to spice it up a little bit because you guys are always jabbing at each other. I, I, don't want to sp- I don't want to spice anything up with Lance Meadow. I want to be very clear <laughs> about that right now. Okay? And, by the way, I, think, I don't want to hear that at all. <laughs> I, think, I think you guys, once the draft comes around for next year, you guys should challenge each other to a 40-yard, the shuffle, and see what you can do on the vertical. I would love to see that. I'll take my answer off the air, guys. Have well, a good day. I will, I'll tell you who's going to win. And, I, and it, again, I I just <laughs> the vertical. I'm Did not, he say the vertical? I'm not sure if they have a, a, a ruler small enough to to measure those. Well, the 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 machine that they do measure the vertical. I, I hope it goes down further so that Lance could just get up and hit the first one, right? I mean, geez, oh well. I know you're a basketball player, and uh, I don't know if Lance is you know plays basketball or or what he does. I mean, maybe. Does I will curling or? I, I will very very respectfully remain silent and oh. let you assume what's going to happen and I'm not going to argue with you. Well, first of all, it's not going to happen. So. Well, I know that. But thanks for the call. I did in college, by the way, and was much to my chagrin. <laughs> Dave, the Lance vs. Schmelk Hunger Games. When I was um, going into my sophomore year in college, I hosted the sports show at NYU, right? And the guy who hosted the show with was heading into a senior year. So over the summer, when there's not a whole lot going on for fun, the show was called The Cheap Seats, right? So we did what we called the Cheap Seats Grudge Match at the Cathlon, and we actually did a 10-event physical challenge in which we went up against each other. Now, the original... The, the and right. I lost 6-4. to four. I was very upset oh, about and that. And these are true decathlon no, events? No, and, and, and this was my right. issue. All the events I lost were the ones that really didn't require a lot of athleticism. Of course. Like, and I will run through them for you, okay? The first event we did was, um, let me see if I, I don't know if I remember these, it's a long time ago. Um, the one, I, I, can, I can tell you the ones I won. in your memory, okay? like me, see? I won basketball, I won tennis, I won stickball, and I won billiards in a bit of a controversy on a scratching on the eight ball incident, which I don't want to get into. But I claim the win on that, even though he would debate I shouldn't have. The events I lost, <laughs> billiards... You just said you won billiards. No, I lost billiards. I won stickball, oh. tennis. Um, oh, I did win billiards. I'm sorry. I lost ping pong. I okay. lost darts. Okay. Um, I lost racquetball, which I had never played before in my whole life, and I took them to three sets in that, by the way. So I was pretty proud of myself okay. on that. Um, I lost. Was there a drinking event? In no, there was not a drinking yeah. event. I figured you were in college. There had to be yeah. a drinking event. Um. There was a running event, which I did lose. Uh, he was he was legitimately faster than okay. me. 
Um, and then there were a couple other, like, kind of more like games than actual sports that I lost. Oh, Pitch and Punk Golf I lost to him, which oh, I was really upset about. Come on, I know. That, 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 that I was annoyed about. We actually played Pitch and Punk. And it was funny because we had our third cohort do play-by-play of the events, and we created, like, four-minute audio packages of the events. <laughs> it was actually very, very funny. Are you reading? I do have tapes you, of that. Are you reading tapes? Are you reading tapes? <laughs> Tommy, how about funny. the one hundred meter promo, promo read? So how how fast how fast fact or fiction read how fast could you read the promo? <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that would go well. I don't want to. I'm not sure if Lance can handle that emotionally. I Lance think he may might not be able to down. handle ten events. <laughs> well, I'm not saying anything. I just no. think I, – I think – Lance, I know you don't watch the show, so we can say whatever we want well, on it. Dave Dominic knows that Lance can be sensitive sometimes, right, Dave? So <laughs> I'm not sure he'd be able to – I think we might have an emotional breakdown on the air if we tried wow. something like that. So okay. He gets very upset about things. All it has to do is mention Michael Jordan before one of these events, and I would completely take him out of his game mentally. Yes, I think that's the one thing that, that he does love, Michael Jordan. I would go full Josh Norman on him, and I would just try to <laughs> mentally psych him out before every single event. It would be great. I would I, I would go full like Jalen Ramsey and just, just totally try to psych him out. Because I mean, he does he does love Michael. I'd Jordan. show up wearing my LeBron jersey. I'd like borrow Michael Beckton's LeBron jersey. Yeah, I'd show up wearing it because he hates LeBron. Oh man, does he hate him? Wow. So I'd wear that. I'd because I'd, of the comparison to Michael of Jordan. Of course, yes. I'd show up. I'd, I'd bring like a picture of Tiger Woods, who he also can't stand, and really? I'll have that around him. Yeah, I, I would. Be, I would. I, I would mess with his head a lot. A lot. I wear my red uh, Nike golf shirt in pregame tomorrow <laughs> and say, hey, did you see Tiger play this weekend? Yeah, he'll get mad. He had this whole big soliloquy on, and I will get back to your calls, folks. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're totally off the rails here. You can blame Pete and Staten Island for that. Um, he had this huge soliloquy on Twitter when um, he lost to Kepka, right? Brooks Kepka was that who beat him the other day? Yeah. And, or a couple weeks ago, and he goes, I don't understand why Tiger Woods is the big story here. No, but he didn't win. Are we giving out trophies for runner-up now? Brooks Kepka should have been the story. And I'm like, dude, you tweet about a guy that retired like 15 years ago three times a day. You don't understand why people are excited to watch Tiger Woods? Yeah, hello. Come on. Yeah, there's a good comparison. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Boy, that was three times a day. That's about right. I could use a Coors Light right now. So we want to remind fans that Big Blue Kickoff is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing giant prize throughout the year. I did play in a basketball team at Lance, so he can't play. Okay. I'm not going to take anything away from his athletic ability. Really? He is what he is. Okay. I'm not going to take unwarranted shots, even though I'm sure he will when you get on with him next time and you tell him that I was killing him on the air. And I'm then he's picturing Lance upset. hanging out by the three-point range and just dropping him back there. I will put a little vision in the in the fans' heads out there. In college, and Lance and I did go to the same college. We were three years apart. And I would later go back and help them on their terrible intramural basketball teams. They needed the ringer to come and help them. When he played intramural basketball, we're headband. I can see that. He's got a lot of hair. He sweats a lot. It was something. <laughs> and he also claims, erroneously, that Sebastian Telfair took his spot on the Lincoln basketball team, which is not true. Anyway, letting Columbia, Maryland is up next. Hi, Len. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Bring us back to reality, Len. Thank you. Yeah, well, well, let me start with a congratulations, a sponsor for the show. Yes. Yeah, wow. we got a sponsor. That tells you how good we're doing now, huh? Holy cow. You, you guys have moved into the big time, man. It, it is, I wouldn't go there. It, it is the definition of taking the lowest bidder, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great, yeah. John. Um, Jets week. Hey, let's win this game. I, I don't <laughs> care what, what you play the Jets in. Basketball, yeah. tennis, 
bowling. I don't care what you're playing, man. Win the game. Football. We play. You got it. I mean, you know, it's the Jets. Are you going Come to the on, game guys. line? Will you be there? Well, it's a Jets game, so oh, I Oh, that's have right. It's I a forgot. Jets home game. Oh, you could probably yeah, so go what? online and find tickets if you wanted to go. I know you could go online <laughs> and find tickets to go. You might even be able to find free tickets if you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, might very well be. Hey, um, Jeff, the safety, Thomas, one other thing that leads me to believe that he's probably going to get a roster spot. Oh, yeah. Isn't, isn't he the fullback on the punt team? He is He is the punt protector. That yeah. is correct. Okay. And Darian okay. Thompson That's... has been the backup punt protector, by the way. But Thomas has been the first guy. Great there. special team. Oh, oh, I, I missed that, Jeff. Who's the backup? Who, who's Darian the backup? Thompson. Darian Thompson. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but Thomas is the main guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think. You know, this whole this whole roster thing, um, I think you guys hit it right. I, you know, there's going to be 1,100 people on the street at 4 o'clock next Saturday. And uh, I think some of these guys can play on the Giants. No, I, I, I listen, I totally agree with <laughs> and you. I, I, and I think we're going to see them. So and, what, and Len, I, let I me ask you a question. Len, is, Len, let me ask you a question. Len, yeah. do, would you agree with me in the sense that I'm not looking for a starter, I'm looking for depth, right? Out of these oh, guys? Oh, no, you're looking for 46 through 53, Jeff. Okay, there you go. I just wanted to make sure that everybody oh, understood that that's what oh, I no, meant. No, no, no. Because no, okay, no, you're on. not finding a starter no, on the way you're not. There's no – Jonathan Ogden is not going to be <laughs> on the waiver wire. No. <laughs> well, actually, Jonathan Ogden, the actual guy, might actually be on the waiver wire, but I don't think you want him at age 50. Yeah. Yeah, you could – who knows? Maybe he's bored. Maybe he'd yeah, like to come back. Maybe he would. Um, him, you know, so, so what, I'm, what I'm thinking is, you know, we're going to see this roster at 4 o'clock, I guess a week from Saturday, and we're going to say, oh, my God, how can you go through the season with only four, four corners? How can you go through the season with only six offensive linemen? You know, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna overload it. Some, you know, to get to 53, and you're also gonna say, you know, between linebackers and, uh, you know, linebackers and defensive linemen, how can you know? How can they have 17 guys? But I think they're gonna overload, and it'll all even out probably by Monday or Tuesday because they're probably gonna bring some guys. Well, Len, here's the thing, and I want to point this out too, and I thought it was very telling. I forget when Dave Gettleman was asked the question, but he was asked straight out about roster construction. He said, I don't have, like, I need to keep X number of guys at each position. He yeah. said, I'm keeping the best guys. And if that means I'm there overloading a position, you, you so be it. You've got to keep guys who can play in the league. Exactly. I mean, yep. you can't just keep six corners. Two of them don't, don't belong in the league. I hate to put it in those rough terms, but, I mean, we've got, we got a lot of guys on this 90-man roster can't play in this league. I, I yeah, mean, that doesn't help. I mean, you know, when, yeah. guys. I mean yeah. when you're coming off 3-13, and 13, that's the kind of thing well, you're going to get. Well, Len, every, they, all these teams that have 90 players right. have guys that aren't destined to be an NFL guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. Nobody's got 85-80. I, mean, I mean, but I, the, the thing is, if we can find 50 and then we're getting three out of those 1,100 cuts to fill in, uh, you know, then that, I think that's what you do. Sure, I agree. And, and uh, you know, I, just 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 to go back in history, if you'll allow me, I, I just remember Ray Perkins' first year in 1979, and geez, they were coming off that. You know, 78 was the uh, you know the fumble year, and uh, it was just it was just awful. It was an awful situation, and Ray got the job, and uh, he was trying to build a team. But that that last week, leading into that first game, which was actually in Philadelphia, I'll never forget that. It was the Sims's rookie year. Pizarchik started, but Sims was the backup. But I, I think I think we added five guys that week. Well, I, I think in between the final cuts and the game on Sunday, 
I mean, we added five guys I off mean, the street, you know, you who, were, who had been cut by other teams, just I, to you know to get the guys who can play enough guys who can yeah, play. Yeah, I mean, the and then the Giants, by the way, did the same thing at the end of last season. If you looked at their waiver wire pickups in December last year and end of November, they picked up a bunch of guys. And oh one, of, and, and by the way, one of them is Ray Ray Armstrong, who's still here, by the way, and couldn't end up yes. playing a real role on the team. Yes, yes, and and it looks like he's earning himself, from what I'm reading. Looks like he's earning himself some significant time, particularly on, uh, you know, passing downs. One of those, I mean, you can't have, you, you can't take both starting linebackers off the field. But you, no, you wouldn't think. <laughs> but, I, you know, Armstrong's going to go in for one of those two guys, and it, it looks like Goodson at this point, huh? Right, absolutely. It does, Probably. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the one thing that I, I really like, and again, you know, coming off 3-13, and 13 and I think the one thing that's going to stand out, and it stood out all uh, preseason, and you guys have alluded to it a number of times, and I've seen it in the two games, the physicality on the defense, particularly that front seven. Um, I think we're going to see some teams during the year who, when they get to the fourth quarter, they're going to be real tired trying to handle this defensive front. Good. And the linebackers. These are these guys. They bring it. I tell you, this guy Morrow, he's one tough son of a gun. <laughs> you know, with um, you know, he has to sit out those first four, John. That may that may be the slot for Moss for at least four weeks. Anyway. Yeah, it could be. And, and then you hope you you can figure something out by the time he gets back. Sure. Okay, one more, one more thing, if you can bear with me on yep. this. I want to go to the offensive side of the ball. I don't know if you did your roster thing. Did you start with the offense? I missed the first 10 minutes of the show, so yep. no. I don't know what he did. But I want to talk about the center slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a critical week, and everybody, everybody's going to say, well, yeah, there's only one more preseason game after this and only four practices left <laughs> before we got to set the roster. But I think this is the key one. I think you would both agree that last, last year we did not play well. Our offensive line did not play well against three, four defenses. No, well, I mean Brett, Brett Jones didn't play well had a tough any time. defenses. <laughs> and and I, I mean I know if Halapio handles this, I know he's been practicing against the three, four every day since training camp started because that's what we run. But I, I think this is a key week for that center position. We we play six games this year against teams who run a three, four defense. One of them is the Redskins, so we play them twice. If we're going to win this division, then that's probably the only way we're going to make the playoffs. I mean, the NFC is loaded. We're not going in as a wild card. We're going to have to, if we're going to the playoffs, we've got to win this division. To win the division, we've got to go 4-2 in the, you know, I, you know, we've got to go 4-2 in the division. And those two Redskin games, that's the, that's the only 3-4 team. We've got to be able to handle that team. I think this is a critical week for that center position. We'll see. Thank you, Len. Yeah. Hey, listen. Let's let's you know. Let's let's uh, win this game against the Jets, I, well, and we'll I, talk. Great. Oh. Jets. Dave's like I've had enough. That <laughs> was it, me, Len. Jets. Giants. <laughs> All right. We got three more calls. We're gonna have to end a couple minutes early, so we got about seven minutes to get in three calls. Let's do it. Uh, Dave and Cranford's up next. Hi, Dave. How are you guys? Good, Dave. What's up? Good. Hey, I just wanted to touch on a couple quick things you guys had already talked about. I think on the offensive line, I actually think. A guy flying under the radar that's having a good camp is John Greco. Uh, I think that's a guy, too, that, that could compete with John Jerry for that second he spot. could be. I, I, yeah. I think so. I, and I think the other piece to that is uh, he actually got some snaps at center, and I think they want to you know, keep that as deep as possible. I think that's important to Shermer, and that would kind of give you 
you know, three guys. And, and, and it, as much of attention as we give and much concern as we give to the offensive line, I actually think when you think of what Brett Jones could do and one of those other two, I'm going to say it's Greco, I think the fact that you can, you know, uh, you know, in one sense, think that you can solidify the backup on three positions, the two guards and the center, if God forbid one of those guys goes down, I think that is, um, you know, a, a real strong, you know, something good coming out of camp. And I think the other one that was interesting to me was that they brought in a, in one of the uh, uh, pre-practice reports recently, they brought in an extra lineman, um, you know, to kind of overpower on a goal line, and it was Wheeler that they brought in. And I thought that was, you know, interesting and, and thinking about him, you know, in that role. And I think obviously he could be someone that could could be, you know, um, on the back end of those cuts that you guys are talking about. But but I thought that was interesting as well. And it's it just kind of goes to, John, something you said, you know, for a long time, and that's just the issues around the league. I mean, if you if you look right now and you see the injury bug that's hit places like Carolina on their offensive line, Minnesota, obviously the news with Dallas just coming out with Travis Frederick, which we're hoping he's going to be okay long-term because that's a serious uh, situation he has. But they've got a lot of injuries there, and that's the strength of their team. So there's a lot of teams, you know. I mean, you know, the, the problems with the offensive line are not, not you know, just with us. It's, it's across the league. Agree. Look, I'm with you. I mean, it, it's tough to find, and thanks a lot for the call, Dave. We appreciate it. You too, guys. And, and yeah, that, that, that Travis Frederick thing is, is unfortunate. Yeah, it seems like they caught it early, which means you can treat it, and maybe he won't have to miss the full season, just maybe miss a month or so. Uh, but it all depends how he responds to treatment. That that affects your nerves, and I guess that's why he was having the stinger issues. It's it's one of those things. I mean, what can you do? Um, the doctor actually said he has a better chance of missing the whole season than he does coming back and playing week one. Yes, I think that's probably true. But I think there's probably a much better chance of him uh, coming back by week eight than missing the whole year. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? That's, that's I don't know. Tough for them. We'll now, see. Now they've lost. You know, I mean, I don't know where Zach Martin uh, is. Yeah, they think they think he'll be back, but if they're missing their center and their guard, then that's that's big time trouble. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's go back to the phone calls. Uh, Chris Alamucci, he's up next. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'll make it quick. Um, I think, as a lot of Giant fans, we're a little surprised that uh, Brett Jones didn't get the you know starting nod on the depth chart in most of the most of the games with the uh, first unit. And as I was thinking, maybe the competition, obviously, you know, Brett Jones might be a little bit better, not by much, the feeling of the coaches, but because he can be that swing guard, swing center gives Jalapeo the nod, even though he may not be as good as Brett Jones, because I think the bright spot last year when Richburg went down was Brett Jones' play. Um, uh, I think he plays with a lot of leverage. And the other thought is, just going off of that, with with the Giants now playing these two tight end sets with Engram and Ellison, does that eliminate now that fullback position where now you could utilize Brett Jones, who we saw last year a few times, come in on a short yardage and play that fullback position. Yeah, I think they want to use that fullback position in more than just short yardage, yeah. though, which they is the thing. They want to catch the ball. Yeah, and I don't think you want Brett yeah. Jones running routes for you. So, um, no, no, not the running routes, but in the, you know, the third and one, fourth and one, goal well, line He'll situation. have a uniform was, on Sunday, so they thinking. certainly have that opportunity to do it. It's not like Brett Jones is going to be on the sideline being inactive. He is going to be the first guy that they – I, I believe Pat Shermer wants a fullback if he finds the right one. We'll see mm-hmm. if he does. And maybe Shane Smith's that guy. I don't know. It's very possible possible that he I is. I think he is. But we'll see. Yeah, I think he is. But there will be a fullback on the roster, whether it's what John's talking about or it's Shane Smith. Gotcha. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks Appreciate for calling it. in. All right. Final call, Chuckles. Chuckles. What's up, buddy? Chuckles. Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Hello. Hey, I got just 
two two quick things. Sure. One was I, I wanted 30 points, and we did get 30 points. All right. Way to go. Right? And the other thing is, uh, remember this guy's name, Jake Fisher? Uh, he's a tackle that we might end up picking up. Yeah, he's only and like Jeff, a top three I have, pick. I have a very special person here for you to talk to. My wife, Kim, is here. <gasps> okay. So you can ask her any question you like. Uh, I here just, you go. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Jeff, come on. Put me on the spot Se here. Seize this opportunity. I want to know. Okay, hey, okay. Jeff. Hello there. This is Kim. Hi, Hi Kim. Kim. Nice to meet you. Uh, we we <laughs> we talk to your husband probably a lot more than you do these days. He's he's on the phone with us all the time. I guess my that one que true. my one question would be to you, Kim, is that is it true that your husband Charlie has a framed picture of William Beatty in his living room? <laughs> he doesn't. Is he have a framed picture of Will Beatty anywhere in the house? Nowhere. Nowhere. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> Okay. I will that cheat. I'm aware of. It might be on his phone. But oh, not in the house. Okay. Now, now I will cheat and ask you one question too. Does okay. he have Arnica? Is that what it is? Arnica in your house at the current time? He does absolutely. <laughs> he loves yeah. that stuff. Yes. Well, you know what? God bless yeah. you. Uh, we're sorry, <laughs> and good luck. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's sorry. Oh, he's such a good guy. Uh, I know. We. Know. We, yeah, we, right? we love Charlie. We love him. He's the best. Yeah, yeah, he is great. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, he and I, I'm not as into football as he is, and it's probably just as well because we'd be arguing all the time. Yes, I, I would definitely <laughs> suggest on Sundays maybe, maybe, maybe getting some type of sedative that you can slip into his food maybe or something like that. I think that might not be a bad way to go. I, I one other quick question. Has he, ever, has he ever woken up in the middle of the night and pretended to be an offensive lineman? Uh, if he has, I'm, I slept through it. I didn't get to witness it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Kim. And, and we've jumped the shark. Thank yes, you, Kim. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome. It was Take a pleasure. Care. Take now, care. Charlie, <laughs> thank you for the surprise for sure. guest today. That's awesome. That was awesome. Very, very... Oh, can I just tell you one other yes, thing, Yes, of though, course. That we just spent two days with his, his ex-wife. In Addison, Maine, up the coast, he and her husband. So I just want to put that out there that you know he he really is a good man. <laughs> well, we knew Charlie was a yes. good man. We, we never knew. We didn't think he ever. And his his current wife love him dearly. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. That's like impressive. We have a lot of good you know a lot of good fun to That's all good. together. Great. She and her husband and me and Charlie. So sounds anyway, like a good time. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> A yeah. pleasure meeting you. Okay, you're welcome. Very Hold good. Hold on. Just, okay, we'll Charlie. get back to Charlie. Well, there you <laughs> Charlie, man, uh, that was really risky on your part. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we kept it, it G-rated. I wish I had a chance to prepare questions because I was yeah. caught by surprise. Yeah. You're yeah. lucky. But I did that on purpose, yes, by the way. Yes, I appreciate There's it. No <laughs> way he would have given us advance warning on that one. Charlie, <laughs> we, will, we will talk to you next week, brother. You we got to go, Charlie. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Yep. I, I'm not even going to play the open, Jeff, but I'm doing this real fast. Okay. Did you play with Jeff Fingers? Okay, let's go. All right. Did you play with James Logan? Did you play with James Logan? Yes, I did. And where did you play with James Logan? Logan, Logan was, uh, I think, believe he was with the Seahawks. He was a linebacker, one for one. James Logan played with the Seattle Seahawks, and he was a linebacker. One you for one. one. He's also a great special teams guy. That's why I remember him. Damn. Thank you very much. Did you play with Devin McDonald? No. 
Never played with Devin McDonald. You played with Devin no, McDonald. I did not. Yes, you did with the Arizona Cardinals in 1996. Oh, he played God. in 16 games. He was there for the whole. He was Devin there for the McDonald's. whole year. Don't even too. remember the guy. I'm sorry, Devin, if you're watching the show again. What was he? Um, he was 1996. Well, I know he's 1996, but was he a? What was oh, he? what position? Yeah. Uh, he played linebacker. <laughs> he probably was on the punt team. And did you play with Devin McDonald? No. I had one here. Um. Josh Malone. Did you play with Josh Malone? No. Correct. You did not play with Josh Malone. He was on the Bengals last year. All right. So you <laughs> went 2-1 this year. He was on the Bengals last year. That's the funny part about it. When he, when he's a current player and I say yes. 18-17. to 17. <laughs> All right. Not bad. 18-17. All right. I'm, that's I'm not sure if we're going to be together during the regular season, so I want to get one more. Yeah, get in. one more in there. All right. We'll figure it out. All right. That's Thanks, fine. everybody. Appreciate you hey, joining us. We'll yeah, good luck tomorrow night. Anybody going to the game? Have fun. Yeah. And if you, an away game. And we will be at MetLife Central tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow night. That'll be for the Patriots game. Tomorrow's a Jets game. So or if we we'll try to go to MetLife Central, we'll get thrown out by the Jets radio crew. Maybe we could start some type of rumble. We're in our same booth, though, right? Yeah. Then we're in the visiting radio's booth. Not the home. Oh, we're on the other We're one. next door. Yes. Oh, that's right. I it's gonna be, that. Everything's bizarre when it's a Jets home game. Anyway, enjoy. If you want to check out the pregame show, 635 WCBS News Radio 880. Jeff Eagles, Schmelk, we'll see you tomorrow. Later. Uh, we do a BBK tomorrow, by the way. So 2 o'clock, tune in. We'll see you then.